welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Jerry Springer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Please, don't, don't get up, don't get up, don't get up. No one's getting up. Nobody's <laughs> getting up. Hey, so this is, uh, as we're um, recording this, or you know, what, what, what are you saying well, about getting Recorded, but it's also, we're live streaming oh, on Facebook live. live. Look at the camera. This is right the there. last one we're doing for 2017. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In, in fact, we're going to, in a few minutes, talk about that and ask Jerry to kind of do a look back on the year 2017. Little, yeah. In memoriam. Some things yep. happened. They did. That might be They did. We'll have a quick review, but because this is the last show we're doing now in, in 2017, right. I just, for old time's sake, I just want to, where is that gentleman you. with the no. uh, with the hearing aid? <laughs> no. I don't, it, there was okay, an older so if you do this, is it going to die in 2017? <laughs> yeah. No more could, in 2018? Yeah. It okay. dies every time I, I tell I saw it. an older fellow. You were talking <laughs> to somebody when we walked in. hearing aid, yeah. He's right. telling me, nicest gentleman. Yeah. And he's telling me, this is the, Jerry, this is the finest hearing aid money can buy. I said, yeah, what kind is it? He said, four o'clock. <laughs> That's called lukewarm there, Jerry. That is a lukewarm reception. <laughs> no. What I tell you? Because you, you can tell who hasn't been here before. No, that's it. <laughs> They're laughing. It's always a test. Hey, this is beyond cool tonight. Yeah. Yes. We yes. have in the audience, Bootsy Collins. Man. You should be doing this podcast. Yeah. And I should be sitting there. And also, his wife, uh, Peppermint Patty. Yes. Who does not change. No. No. I mean, I seriously. No, I mean, you've changed your outfit. I remember it. But (laughs) yeah. She doesn't age. No. She she doesn't age. And by the way, she is. So this is uh, Bootsy Collins' spouse, who also is the head of the Bootsy Collins Foundation. Yes. Yeah. And they're doing some really good work, and we're going to talk about it. And also, uh, Uwe Collins, their son. <laughs> there was a song Signet. written about him back in the yeah. 60s. Uwe, 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 does anybody? Well, now so, we know who's over seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he has a band, yeah. and they are in their own right unbelievable, and yeah. they're going to perform tonight. So we're looking forward to that, and uh, we're going to circle back in a minute and talk to uh, Bootsy and Patty. And by the way, while we're at it, this is important because his new album. I'm now talking about Bootsy yep. Collins. His new album, which is Worldwide Funk, is now out. Don't you love the That's color? That's a good-looking cover, yep. That is so appropriate. And I just, if I'm not mistaken, it's now like number one in, in England, in Great Britain. Yes, Am I right? Yeah. Really? Congratulations. We'll talk, we'll talk to them about, oh, we'll that. Talk about that. Very cool. And I know, 
and, and let me, and you know, I don't want to have to school you, but I know because we hang out together, and you'll always say when you're school. meeting people, oh, I'm the, I'm the Jerry Springer, I'm the master of funk, I'm the king of funk, and all that. I'm like, there's some words I've heard many, many words times out of this I man's mouth, and that is not one of them. You are not the master of funk. Well, Bootsy Collins I, is the master of funk. I agree. Not Jerry Springer. Yeah, you say that. But I can't tell you how many times I'm walking down the street and someone will say, that funky spring. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think, I think you need that, that hearing aid. Yeah. You need the hearing aid. I need the hearing aid. I thought that's that That's a different say. meaning, funky though. That's a different meaning. It's not, not what they're saying no. at all. <laughs> oh, I got it wrong. Hey, by the way. <laughs> by the way. What's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> so many things. Yeah, go ahead. This, this needs to be said. There is a place, give me just a second here. There's a place, it's in Alaska, Bristol Bay area, called, Peb, well, it's called Bristol Bay is the area, but there is a mine that's trying to open that will be the largest open pit mine in North America. Hmm. It's called the Pebble Mine, P-E-E-B-L-E, mine, a gold-silver mine. It's been trying to get open for years. For eight years, the Obama administration, through their EPA, put the brakes on this mine because this mine is highly opposed, heavily opposed up in the Bristol Bay area of Alaska. And, and I tell you, not only should we care because of its environmental impact, but that's where the sockeye salmon that we eat, that we go to grocery stores in Cincinnati and Spokane, Washington and, and Denver, Colorado yeah. and buy sockeye salmon, it comes from Bristol Bay. This mine runs a pretty good chance of killing that area, the mm. environment of that area. So I ask our listeners, please go to this website, stoppebblemine.org. Very simple. Yep. S-T-O-P-P-E-E-B-L-E-M-I-N-E.org and sign the petition to stop this because here's why. Wouldn't you know it, Donald Trump comes in hmm. and they not only uh, killed is, the Standing he- Rock fight, where they are now drilling under this reservoir up in North Dakota to run uh, a fuel line down, an oil line that isn't even going to serve us in America. It's for Canada. Um, And they let that go through. And now what are they doing? They're turning back this effort of the Obama administration to keep these waters clean. So please stop pebble mine. Dot org. They're killing us on everything. Mm. Is really? Trump still president? Sure is. Oh, damn it. I wanted to ask I know. you. Sorry, I'm sorry. And, and <laughs> Megan was saying this to me after the last show we recorded of, you know, Gene, you, you know Jerry's politics, you know, better than a lot of people. He said no to running for governor in Ohio. And then we asked him a week yeah, or so ago. Yeah, pleaded for him can, to run in Kentucky. Run in Kentucky. He yep. begged off on that. Yep. And I want to hit it one last time. What about Indiana? Would you run in Indiana? Come on, Jer. Come on, Jerry. You for can governor. do governor. Well, I can think, actually, Indiana is the place of vice presidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pence and Quayle. So with that tradition, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to be governor. No. I, <laughs> May I ask you I one other you question? Yeah. You were born in England. We've been through this. You were yes. born in like a bathroom and a subway and, uh, in a England. Bit. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. yeah, a train station. A train station. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you cannot be a president in the U.S. because you weren't born in the United States. You're, right. you're an immigrant. A lot of people are ticked off about that. I know. I, I lose sleep over it most nights. Here's the question. Yes. Does the Constitution prevent you from being vice president? Yes. Okay. 
Well, Secretary mm-hmm. of State. I can is a be. possibility. Secretary Only of two State offices. Springer. Hmm. That yeah. has a little ring to it. I like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> well no, right. Uh, president, vice president, uh, the only two offices where you have to have been born in the United States. Okay. No, I'm just- and the reason they did it back then, by the way, is because, you know, we had just finished the revolution against, uh, you know, England. And so they wanted to make sure that however our government was going to be, it wasn't going to be someone coming over from England and then, you know, taking over because in the beginning we didn't know, you know, we didn't know that George Washington would be so great to, after two terms, not to run again. Because in the beginning, the fear was that we'd have a king. Mm-hmm. Little did we know that 240 years later, we've got someone who wants to be king. Yep. All right. Donnie. Well, anyway, so I, yeah. I was born in America. And so you I, could be president? Well, no. let's go slow. <laughs> let's go slow. Right now, I'm on the Ludlow City Park Advisory Board. Let's just go. A non-elected, a non-elected. <laughs> so, do you have a, <laughs> the elected people got me appointed, Megan? It's not yeah, like a, so accountability is there. Go back. So, what is your title? In other words, for example, once you've been a mayor, people call you mayor, or once you've been a senator, they call you a senator. senator yeah. So, what do we call you? Advisor Park Galvin. Park Advisor Galvin. Park Advisor. Who would go to you? Park Advisor Galvin. On anything. Really? City anything Ludlow. The city of Ludlow. Ludlow, we got to talk. Park, <laughs> <laughs> park advisor Galvin. What I do like you that. know about parks? He's been to one twice. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I got they Google. Just pick, a, they pick a name and yeah. say, you be park advisor. You'll do. How many times do parks come to you and say, I need advice? <laughs> I can't answer that question. We don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look in. I'm going to get my people. I'll get back to you. You, have, you hey, don't have any people. 2017, pretty interesting year. How do, how do you see it as you look back on it? Well, and I'll make, I really will try to make this one brief tonight. Well, the best thing about 2017 was the women's movement. And that will have a lasting effect because, as I said in the last podcast, that can never be reversed. In other words, now that the world is conscious about it, men are conscious about it, women are conscious about it, there's no way that we're suddenly, several months from now, going to say, you know, okay, it's, it's okay again to pat women on the butts, et cetera, you know, at work and, and stuff like that. So the women's movement has taken hold. That will never be reversed. And if the energy stays up, that will have a major impact in 2018. Because clearly, politically speaking, There is one party that seems to be anti-woman on virtually every issue that comes about. And so I I think that is the reason if the Congress shifts, if the Senate shifts the Democratic side, more than anything else, I think it'll be because women have risen up, will be the major factor in the election. It's not going to matter. You know, a Republican woman is not going to say, well, I'm a Republican. On this issue, it hits every family in America, so I really think that'll be, that's the great plus from 2017. But the negative, not just, you know, listing all the bad things that happened in our country this year, what I think has a, it's going to take a long time to fix this, is I think this will be remembered as the year where we really accelerated the concept of cynicism in, in America and regarding all our institutions. In other words, if, if you were trying to explain to a 25-year or 20-year-old 
you know, I want you to get involved in public life. I want you to, you know, love this country, work hard at this. What institution exists right now that hasn't been greatly, greatly damaged? I mean, okay, so you start, I mean, I really think Bannon and his folks have succeeded in what they set out to do, to dismantle the administrative state, to dismantle our government, but it isn't just the dismantling of the American government and the protections that it was set up to provide us with, but it's also damaged the insti- our cultural institutions. Let's start with the Republican Party, though. The Republican Party, even if you were a diehard Republican, you no longer have a party. The Republican Party used to be the party of fiscal responsibility. They were the ones that said, we can't have a deficit. We have to have balanced budgets. And look, today they just passed a, they just passed a tax bill, which $1.5 trillion at least, they blew up the whole budget. They blew up the deficit to pass their budget because the donors wanted a tax break. And now we all pay for that. So where's the fiscal responsibility? Understand, when you increase the deficit like that, that means the government doesn't have enough money at the end of the year to pay its bills because it's not taking in as much money as it has to send out. So it has to borrow money. Well, if the government is forced to borrow money, why are people going to invest in our government or buy government bonds you know, because the government needs the money. The only way they do that is if you raise the interest rate. You'll buy a government bond if all of a sudden you know you can get more money in return. So that's how interest rates go up. Then a private business that wants uh, to borrow money, they have to offer even higher interest. Your mortgage rates go up. Fewer, fewer people can afford to buy homes. The, the, the housing industry gets hurt. In other words, they are ripping up the financial stability of this country. And the Republicans are supposed to be the party of fiscal responsibility. Then a cultural institution. And it's a heck of a time to talk about it around, about, uh, around Christmas, but look at what the damage that has been done to evangel- evangelical Christianity. I mean, if that is your religion, God bless you, okay? That is great. But you got to mean... As I understand the whole evangelical movement, it's not just to believe in Jesus and believe that, but it's also to inspire other people to join. They aggressively go out as part of their religion to come and join us. But if all of a sudden people don't even believe that the evangelicals take their religion seriously, and when 81% of evangelical Christians can vote for a Donald Trump and a Roy Moore and have the whole Republican Party support it, then doesn't someone who is thinking about becoming evangelical and being born again, someone has to suddenly say, wait a second, you don't even believe that. If that is really important to you, if the teachings of Jesus are important to you, why Do you think it's okay that someone like Donald Trump is president of the United States? Why do you think it's okay that a Roy Moore, an accused pedophile, should be in the United States Senate? I mean, in other words, it's easy to become cynical about religion when even the people that are pushing religion 
apparently don't believe it themselves. So we're becoming cynical about even our own religions, our own cultural things. The third area is the whole area of journalism and news. You got Fox News. Now, who can believe that anymore? It's just every single day, totally made up lies. You can't even say, well, they got the story wrong. They're purposely getting it wrong. Time after time, there's another institution. How can you believe that? And then there's the issue of the institution called the United States of America. We have degraded what America is. Because, you know, I've said it many times, America is basically an idea. That's what distinguishes us from every other country in the world. We're the only country that was ever created by an idea. First there was an idea, then we built the country. And the idea was it didn't matter who you were, where you were from, what your religion is, come, you're welcome here in our country. And now we have a president and a political party that wants to eliminate this multicultural America, you know, ban the Muslims, deport the Mexicans, disenfranchise African-Americans, you know, whatever the group is, the heck with that, we want a white America, a white Christian America. And so all of a sudden, do we really mean what we say about this is America, this is the place, this is the Statue of Liberty? Do we really mean that anymore? Do we even stand for the idea of free speech anymore? Think about it. People, we have now, people are getting, the government is getting upset or political leaders are getting upset because a football player takes a knee. In other words, if you believe in America, I'm not saying you have to agree with, the, with what they're protesting, that's your business, but how can you be opposed to the idea of a protest? And can you get any more peaceful than taking a knee? You're not even shouting. You're not even holding up signs. You're not burning down a city. You're not rioting. You're getting down on a knee. And we as a nation, too many people are just now suddenly saying, how dare you do that? Like, wait, whoa, whoa. What happened to, I may disagree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death your right to say it. We now get offended because someone takes a knee, even if I disagree with that point of view. This is America. So I'm wondering, this is the age of cynicism. What do we believe anymore? The political parties don't, you know, the Republican Party doesn't stand for what it allegedly was, family values, uh, fiscal responsibility. The evangelical movement is now, get back to what you believe. Live it like you believe it. That's all. And then, as I said, the whole news industry, the right-wing news industry. So here's the, here's the end. Bannon and company are getting what they originally set out to do, to dismantle this country, to dis dismantle our government, to do away with our institutions so that America ultimately will become not what we want it to be, but that it'll become just a ready for the war against Islam 
Christianity versus Islam. That's what Bannon has said is coming. That's the apocalypse. And get America ready. We can't be multicultural. That's what we got to do. And here's the problem beyond that. When you do away with all these institutions that are supposed to be where we reflect our values, where we, where we get our beliefs, which we, they are the, it's what holds us together as a society. When these institutions fall apart, what you will wind up with is chaos. There will be demonstrations, there will be riots, you take away 13 million people's uh, health care, you do away with uh, insurance for health care for children, you do away with our constitutional rights, you do away with government entities doing what they're supposed to do, protecting us, there will be chaos, people will be ticked off, and there will be riots. And what happens in history, whenever a society starts to have chaos, pretty soon people want a strong leader to bring law and order. I don't care if it's on the left, communism, on the right, fascism. The history of the 20th century is societies having first chaos, then the call to order, and that's when authoritarian figures rise up. Why do you think Trump is such an authoritarian? Why do you think he loves people like Putin? The strong leader will bring order when there's chaos, and you get the chaos by dismantling the current government. That is what's going on, and that is what the bad news is of 2017. On that happy note, let's sing some... Yeah. <laughs> Let's get funky. Hey, uh, Megan in a second is going to introduce uh, Uwe Collins and his band. Uh, by the way, the first song is, and this relates to a conversation we're now going to have with Bootsy Collins and uh, Patty, Peppermint Patty, is that they have this foundation, which is the Bootsy Collins Foundation, and their first song that Uwe and the band is going to do is called Together We Can, which is the theme song of here, this here. foundation. So I want to ask, you guys are mic'd up over there. I think you are. We all set? Okay. You're yeah. going to share a mic. First of all, say hello to Bootsy Collins. Hello, Bootsy. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Jared, I was, I'd like to say, Jared, that was point on, man. Yeah. And say hello to Pat. Patty Collins. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for Hi. having us. Now, I, I want before we have the band come up, I want to mention something. Uh, and again, let's uh, make sure y'all know if you go to BootsyCollins.com, oh. you can get this album. This is his, their, uh, Bootsy's latest album, yeah. uh, Worldwide Funk. And also, there will be copies. I think we're going to work it out that there'll be some here at the Folk School Coffee Parlor, and people can come in here and buy the album here in the near future. We're going to work on that. Uh, this foundation, Patty, let me turn to you for a second, can I? Yes, the Bootsy Collins Foundation, which Patty runs, um, it t- tell, and before I ask you to tell what that foundation does, let me alert everybody on February 24th, if you're anywhere near the greater Cincinnati area, come to Ludlow, Kentucky, right across the river from Cincinnati. 
And there is a very cool thing going on in Ludlow, Kentucky. And sure, it's me getting appointed to the advisory board for the parks, <laughs> yes. But far beyond that is the fact that, uh, that the wonderful people who have lived here forever are still here, legacy families that have been here for many years. But there were some housing openings just because of what happens in urban areas. And you can walk from here to downtown Cincinnati. So this is its own cool little river city with its own school district and everything, grocery stores, coffee shops, the Ludlow Tavern, et cetera. Uh, but the city of Ludlow, because of this housing stock availability, a lot of new people are moving in. The owners of the folk school coffee parlor live upstairs, they have the coffee shop here. There are what we call the creative class are coming from all over the country, people from all over the country, trust me, who are moving in. And uh, because of that, that marriage of the old and the new, something very cool is happening on the 24th of February, which benefits the Bootsy Collins Foundation. So that thing on February 24th, is there will be a number of musical groups that will perform in seven venues in Ludlow. Folk School Coffee Parlor could be one of them, although we might be doing the podcast from here and put up this whole thing on Facebook Live, live stream it, et cetera. But at the Ludlow Tavern, at the hardware store, at the distillery where they do bourbon down the street, at uh, all over, at the Buffalo yeah. Bar, a, a yeah. kind of a legacy bar in, in Ludlow. <laughs> so the old and the new. Oh, no. so, this is, <laughs> so this is going to be great. It is. Now, and with your connections, maybe even at one of the parks. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> he's not that he's not Great that thing on Saturday night in February. Yeah. Yeah. So, Patty, that yeah. sets this up for you. Tell us about the Bootsy Collins Foundation that this benefit is going to help. And you've got other sources helping you, but yeah. tell us. Well, thank you again for having us. This is awesome. And again, yeah, Jerry, you're right on spot, but we have hope. We have hope. Um, but the Bootsy Collins Foundation, we started it back in 2010, been a 501c3 since uh, 2011. We inspire, we educate the youth, young adults, and older folks as well through music, the arts, or whatever you do in your world. So we give instruments to children. We work with dental. Our nephew passed away of a tooth infection five years ago. So we work with um, Elm Street Dental Clinic to help those who are underserved with that. Um, we have a program called the Groovement Girls, where we're really groovy, and we all lift the self-esteem of one another through music and arts and whatever they do. We teach girls how to clean, how to cook, teach the boys how to fish. So we just have a good, good time. And because of Bootsy, we're able to take it all around the world, and we're having a good time with it, and we're helping a lot of people. And thank you, because you're getting ready to help us help even more. Great. It's a great partnership. And Jane, uh, and Jane you said something that struck, um, I mean, everything. You said um, putting the, the old with the new, and actually that's that's what the record is about. That's what the foundation is about. And that's really what this whole conversation is about. It's putting everybody together. Yep. Yeah. Because um, we need one another, you know. And um, I'm just glad to be a part of it. I'm glad to hear what I'm hearing because uh, it, it gives you hope. I mean, because it's like 
what you what you hear out there now is so much stuff that don't give you a uplift, don't encourage you, you know, and people are hurting. And, you know, when you get to hear encouraging things, that's one of the best things in, in this life is to hear that kind of encouraging stuff because it's so much stuff like, like Jerry was saying is just going down, you know. And, um, some, and Jerry said something else about the glue that he didn't say it like this, but it was the glue that brings it together. And we are the glue. Yeah. We are the glue. Well, so. music is, and we mentioned that because we've been working with some, with some folk groups on the idea of getting them involved in social causes. As yeah. Back in the 60s, yeah. Uh, yeah. the music was the language that was of the language. Yeah. protest, the, yeah. the, the language of progressive movements. And, yeah. and maybe while everyone's yelling at each other, the music can kind of get the point across and get people feeling like, yeah, we, we can do every social yeah. movement in America that has made it mm-hmm. has its music. Music. Yeah, I mean, good Lord, they, they were having, a, you know, music back when uh, people were working in the cotton fields. Yeah. They would, the slaves would communicate with each other through music. Through music. Yeah, yeah they, when we go into prisons, yeah. Oftentimes, you know, we heard that story about the uh, mm-hmm. bus, the uh, the Freedom, freedom riders. riders. Yeah, they Jackson, would communicate from cell to cell by singing song by singing, singing songs. songs. Yeah, because yeah. that's how they got the message to each other. Because they weren't allowed to talk to each other, or the southern sheriffs there, or whoever the, the guards there yeah. would hit them yeah. over the head. So they would sing, and of course they thought, oh, we can let them sing. It's just music, but. That's how they were communicating, and yeah. you know, from yeah. "We Shall Overcome" to anti-war songs to Bob Dylan to you, yeah. you know, the yes. the cause lives because the music is the language of the cause. That's it. Yes. Yeah. And when you hear "Together We Can," that was written because of partly of what's going on. Um, Bootsy and our other writer Zach came together and said, "We need to do something to pull us up." And out. So Can we hear it now. Yeah. yeah. Well, how about bringing Uwe up? Uwe and, up. Are, are yeah. they here? Uh, and we'll, where is uh, Uwe at? He's right here in the funk squad. Come on. So this is Uwe Collins in the band, and uh, as they come to the microphone. So Jerry, like like you, you know, I get a chance to sit back and watch, you know, yeah. instead of being like, you yeah. know. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and introduce everyone to us? I know we've got Facebook Live over there, but so our audience knows who we are. Okay, uh, I am Uwe Collins, son of the legendary Boosie Collins and Miss Patty, Peppermint Patty. <laughs> yeah. And this right here is. Hi, I'm Savannah. Hi, Savannah. Hey, Savannah. Savannah. Dave, big bass. Hey, David. David on bass. Harvey and P Funk. And P Funk. And yeah, we are Funk Squad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're about to do a tune that Dad and Zach wrote. It's called Together We Can. So are y'all ready? Yeah. We are ready.
have to say that you loved me, but thank <laughs> you. Now, that was the way to end up 2017. That Internalized was the note that we everything. needed to end it on. Yeah. It's all about you, Ed and Jerry, always. <laughs> that was incredible. That and was great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, what a great way to wrap up this year. What a oh. wonderful message to send out. Thank you guys so, so much. Yeah. Thank you very much. And yeah, go ahead, Gene. Well, I was going to say, something it. tells me we're going to have a pretty interesting version of Down, Down by, by the, the Riverside. Side. Yeah. <laughs> With Jerry is Springer. Jerry gonna, is he going to say This is not I, the I way to end. Gonna, I know. Can we, I, we could just end it right here. I mean, this yeah, is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's try it. Oh, let's man. try it. Are you nervous, Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> You know, there is something called DNA. You guys got it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, a lot of I mean, talent. talent. Oh, yeah. I know. What happened? <laughs> you didn't get it, babe. You didn't get it. <laughs> it's all right. I'm still singing Blowing in the Wind. We yeah. don't lay down a Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. Thank <laughs> you.